Hey, I'm Brad, and this show is called Does That Make Sense? Now, you may have gotten a notification uh, for this show on your phone, and you're like, wait, what? what? What's, going, what's going on here, right? Because you were a follower of what's happening. Thank you, by the way. And um, just get right into it with the new show and let you guys know what's happening. So um, you guys already knew, those of you that were longtime What's Happening listeners, you knew my old co-host, uh, Fred. And, you know, Fred is a coach, you know, he's a father, he's got a big family, he's got some business things, and it was kind of getting, it was kind of becoming a little difficult for him to uh, make our recordings. Um, And, and, you know, we had consistently produced an episode every single week, no matter what. Now, I don't want to say, I don't want it to be felt as though that the recordings that have been missing, that have been missing, missing, wow, the recordings that have been missing have been him, It's, it's been me. Uh, the recordings that have been missing the last couple because of my own challenges. I think I explained a couple weeks ago, um, I had a flight and my flight got delayed and things of that nature. Um, But nonetheless, it was becoming a little bit taxing on his life to record. And, you know, stuff happens, right? Um, I had begun to discuss merging this show with another show. And, you know, we got pretty much right to the finish line and then I got cold feet um I I just didn't feel like it was something that was good for me and I decided that it was time for me to since I was the one that wanted to get into the podcasting space you know I didn't I don't I don't think I need to I got to get to this point where I'm not leaning on somebody else right so Let's go solo. And it was probably time to change the name just because, you know, what's happening. While this show will still follow probably a pretty similar format to what's happening. Yeah, I felt like that was something that Fred and I did together. So couldn't call it what's happening because it's not me and Fred. What's happening is me and Fred. It's uh, the show for me and Fred. And when I just think about it, you know, I just can't be like, oh, this is what's happening with Brad. So. That's why you've got the new name. Does that make sense? And that's what's happening with this uh, podcast feed. Now, don't think that you won't hear from Fred again. Um, like I said, the, the format of the show is probably not changing much. Uh, at least for what I have in mind, is not a whole lot different. Um, and I'll be talking about what's happening in the world. See what I did there. Uh, I'll still do interviews and I'll make time for the fun stuff and there will be times where Fred will tap in with me to, you know, talk about what he's got going on or helping me discuss certain topics and things of that nature. Um, but, you know, that's really it. And, and for those of you that have been uh, What's Happening listeners for a long time, I just want to, before I just jump into it, let you guys know what's going on. So appreciate you guys rocking with us uh, from everything that's in there. I haven't taken anything down, so you can still listen to the entire archive of What's Happening. So if you are um, new to the show, feel free to go back and listen to everything that we've done uh, in the past on the speed and continue to rock with us going forward. Now, I still intend on doing shows weekly. Um, since it's just me, I might, I might, might bump it up to twice a week. I've thought about it. I, I, I'm undecided if I want to do that or not. I don't think I'm ready to commit to it, but on the but now that I'm not recording with someone else and it's just 
my schedule was just my life and I can record whenever I want to do it, maybe I can make it work and do it twice a week. I don't know. What do you guys think? Does it make sense for me to go twice a week, leave it at once a week? Hit me up, Brad Robinson 1986 on Facebook, on TikTok, on Instagram, and Brad Robinson 86 on Twitter. Let me know. Okay, so, okay, so let's talk about what's been going on in the world recently. Look, I'm the same guy. There's no way that I can avoid talking about Donald Trump getting indicted. This is pretty old news. It's about a week ago that this happened, um, at least at the time of the recording. And, um, well, rather that he was arraigned in New York. So he's been indicted over a week ago at this point. Um, But I got to talk about it. Now, this is the first time that a former president has been indicted. And the crazy part to me is the trial won't even start until December. And there's just so much that is going to happen just because of life. You know, this is, I'm recording this on April 10th. Um, There's so much that is going to happen in the coming uh, weeks and months that people will absolutely forget that this man was indicted and he's going to court. Um, And he's running, you know, for the Republican nomination for, for president. And, you know, those quick to forget will say, they're just trying to not have him be president again. They're just trying to stop him. They just, they don't want him to, to, to run. They don't want him to win again. And I just, I've never understood that logic. It's, it's comically flawed to think, in my opinion, that people are just out to get Trump. Um, you know, he, he's, he's ran for president in two general elections now, and he's never won a majority vote. Um, his approval rating in the four years that he served as president sat around 40%. His disapproval rating sat around 50%. And that's an average. I, it got high, it got low. Um, you know, I think I saw the height of his uh, approval rating right when he got elected. I think it was like 40, or I'm sorry, right when he got um, installed and in, when he was officially, became when he got sworn in. There it is. Um, when he became, when he got sworn in as president, you know, he hit like 47, 48%, but he sat around 40% approval rating for the entire, for a, uh, for most of his presidency, if not all of it. Um, so I just, I don't believe in this idea of the silent majority. I don't think that there's anybody that's just out to get him. Um, people don't like him. He's not a likable guy. And yeah, I, I don't, if you don't like Joe Biden, that's fine. Like, I, I get it. But I think that a big part of the reason why he lost to Joe Biden is because he's him. I don't think that Joe Biden could have beaten many other candidates, if I'm being quite honest. Um, I also feel that way about Donald Trump in 2016 versus Hillary Clinton, I don't think she could have beaten many other candidates. I'm sorry, I don't think he could have beaten, Donald Trump could have beaten many other candidates besides Hillary Clinton. Now, people don't like Trump, and there's going to be a Trump supporter that hears this and they say, yeah, that's why all these investigations are happening. They're looking for 
anything to take Trump down. And I've got two thoughts related to that. Number one, anytime your defense of anything involves the inclusion of an abstract day, you lose me. And this goes beyond Donald Trump. The inclusion of day, and those listening, I'm putting up quotation marks. The inclusion of day tells me that you formed an opinion without any research or knowledge, but rather based on emotion and preconceived notions. Anytime someone injects they, again, those quotation marks, into the conversation, I always ask, and who is they? And nobody, nobody can ever answer that question for me about who is they. Number two, if trouble follows you often, you're probably the problem. People lie, absolutely. People make up stuff. Some people just don't like people. That happens. I'm not denying that truth. That is truth. That happens. But when it's always your name in it, chances are pretty high that you've got something to do with it. So I've shared this story before. Um, there's this one guy that I used to work with back in my cell phone days. I was the district manager and he was one of my store managers. And we often butted heads a lot and it would be performance issues. You know, if there was new things that we were focused on, if there was um, key performance indicators, if there was whatever, when it came to, to, to the rankings, he was always near rank the bottom. He would always be the last one to get on board if he ever got on board with whatever the focus of, the, of our region was or the organization or, you know, within my district, whatever. This guy was always... Um, in, in important categories, always ranked near the bottom, his stores, you know, any of his people that worked under him, you know, his sales reps, they would be amongst the worst rank. And it didn't matter who I rotated in and out of that store. If they were in that store, it was a problem. And the one common denominator was often, not often, the one common denominator was the store manager. And, you know, as after I began to kind of do my job and you know follow up on expectations that weren't being met with you know accountability measures you know he would start saying that i was out to get him that i just didn't like him i was just looking for any reason to fire him and one time i said to his face and it wasn't true that's not the kind of person that i am like i'm not i'm not just eager to fire somebody first off just as a side note, firing somebody sucks because then you have to replace them. Or, you know, me as a district manager, whatever responsibilities weren't being met, I would have to take them on while also still doing the normal day-to-day -day functions of my job. So to think that I just wanted to fire him logically didn't make sense. But beyond that, I even said to him to his face, even if it was true, it's not true that I just want to fire you, but even if it was true, why would you give me something to, to fire you with? If you know that I'm looking for any reason to fire you, why are you not completing these tasks? And again, this is not true, but if you feel as though I'm looking for a reason to fire you, 
Why are you not completing your task? Why are you not? Why are you not coaching and developing your your team and and help and having them perform uh, and, and to the level that they should? Why are you doing the same things if you feel as though I am looking to get rid of you? Why are you helping me to get rid of you if that's what you feel like I'm trying to do? And this is how I feel about Donald Trump. You know, for Donald Trump to have so many people out to get him, supposedly, trying to stop him from saving our country, supposedly, trying to pin anything on him, supposedly, he's always involved in stuff at the same time. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not a judge. I'm not a jury. So I can't pin any kind of guilt to anyone. But I don't understand how one person can be so connected to so many different scandals and yet be totally innocent. He's been involved in stuff since like the 70s. So, I mean, at some point, like, you got to stop defending him based on your emotions. I mean, and we'll see how it plays out. Again, the case won't happen, won't even start until December. And, and, who knows, right? Because the thing about the court of law is it's not about the truth, it's about what you can prove. So just because he's in court doesn't mean that he he's guilty. And doesn't none of that means he's guilty. He could very well be found not guilty based on the evidence that's presented, right? We've seen plenty of cases where we're like, there's no way that this person got away with it. But it was, it's not about the truth is about what you can prove. Hopefully you can prove the truth in a way that justice is served, but we'll see what happens. So, like I said, I just could not talk about that. So, last week, there was this picture that went viral. Now, I saw it on TikTok, um, but it was a job ad on Indeed for a position with a company called Arthur Grand Technologies in Dallas, Texas. It was for contract work for a business analyst position. And what made the picture go viral was a note. And this note was presumably not meant to be shared. But the note read, only born U.S. citizens, and then in brackets it says white, uh, who are local within 60 miles from Dallas, Texas. And then again in, bra in brackets it says, don't share with candidates. So the bracket that says don't share with candidates, you know, I, I've done some hiring um, a lot over the course of my career, and I've used some templates to, to do some things. So, yeah, you put brackets or you highlight it or you do something different to let just to work as a reminder to delete this when you send it out into public or you send it out to someone directly, whatever. Okay, so there's a few things to unpack. The first thing that stood out to me, well, not the first thing, but the first thing I want to talk about, um, it says only born U.S. citizens. I don't understand how you can determine if someone is born in the U.S. Now, unless something has changed with job applications, and I just haven't noticed, um, I don't know of any job application that asks where you were born. 
Um, I know that it'll ask if you're a citizen or if you require a visa. I've seen that, obviously, for sure, plenty of times. But I've never seen a job application that asks when you, where you were born. And so, and then I got to thinking, you know, I'm from Detroit. Um, Canada, which is another country, obviously, it's just minutes away. I can, I'm in my bedroom right now, and I can honestly, I can walk outside of my house right now, and I can be in Canada within 15 minutes. And it would only take 15 minutes instead of 12 or 13 because there's a little bit of construction on the way. Like, it's it's right there. Um, and I bring up the Canada part because there are plenty of people that live in Canada that work and have business on this side of the border. Um, you know, there was this one guy um, that I worked with for, for what I do full time. You know, I, I support retail locations and one of the locations I walked into, the guy lives in Canada. It's like a 30 minute drive. It, it's a reasonable commute. It just happens to be in a different country. Um, in fact, I know someone who used to live in Canada for a little while. Um, this person is not in the area anymore, but she, she lived in Canada for a little while. She was born actually in Ohio. Um, she lived in Canada for a while. While she lived in Canada, she worked in the metro Detroit area, again, 20, 30 minutes away uh, from, you know, where she lived. And, and so I bring that up and, um, you know, also being in the metro Detroit area, you know, we have a a, a decent size uh, Middle Eastern uh, or port, uh, a population that is of Middle Eastern descent. That, that live in the metro Detroit area. And I can tell you that the way someone dresses, the way, you know, the way someone speaks, the inflection in their voice, whether or not English is the first language, whatever, none of that can tell you where someone is born. So when the job creator put only born US citizens, they knew that that wasn't clear enough. A lot of conservatives rebuttal against being called racist regarding their stances on immigration is that they want people to come over the right way. Nikki Haley, who is running for president for the Republican nomination right now, I believe she was the governor of South Carolina um, and she served something on Donald Trump's cabinet when he was president, whatever. Anyway, um, she, I've heard her say this exact claim because she's an immigrant um, and, or her parents are immigrants, one of the two, I'm forgetting at this moment, but she's talked about coming over the right way, do it the right way. And because they're looking for born U.S. citizens who are white, in brackets again, um, even those that came over the right way, so to speak, it's not good enough, right? And this is evidence and practice of institutional racism. And that leads me to my second thought on this, my main thought. 
is that institutional racism is real. If you've never heard that term or you don't know how to define it, a quick Google search. This leads me to my second point. Institutional racism is real. If you've never heard that term or you don't know how to define it, a quick Google That leads me to my second point. Institutional racism is real. If you've never heard that term or you don't know how to define it, a quick Google search will help you out. Institutional racism, also known as systemic racism, is defined as policies and practices that exist throughout a whole society or organization and that result in, support, result in and support a continued unfair advantage to some people and unfair or harmful treatment to others based on race. Maybe you hear this and you think racism isn't an issue today. Maybe you feel that this was added in there by that abstract day, in those quotation marks again, looking to push an agenda. They just want you to believe this. They want you to think that this is a problem so they can push their agenda. Day, day, day. It's, it's got to stop. Racism is real even today. Don't let it go unnoticed in your head that the hiring manager was comfortable enough to tell the recruiter that they were only interested in a white candidate. Oh, by the way, keep this keep this between us. Right, that's what they said, you know, don't share candidates, right? So to my white listeners, I, I wanna talk to you guys for a second. Tell me how many times has a white person said something to you that was racist or hateful and they assumed that it was okay. And when you reacted, I, I assume, when you reacted in a manner that indicated that it was not okay, weren't they shocked or at least off put? Wait, what? You? Well, I just kind of figured, right? Institutional racism and racism in general can live and thrive even today because while you, my white listener, that is not racist, that is not okay with racism, while you may have shocked them, they weren't used to your response. Someone else in their life made it okay. Someone else that they've reacted with and that they've said these things to, they made it okay whether they agreed with them or didn't say anything to hold them accountable. In some format or another, they made it safe and okay to be racist. And so that's the part that really sticks out to me is that you can pass this information along, even today, even in 2023. And it's still okay with a lot of people. So last thing I wanna talk about, I guess Bud Light had an ad with the trans person. I've not seen the ad. Just a picture. I saw a picture of the uh, uh, what, what appeared to be a screen grab from the ad. A uh, person holding a uh, can of beer. And what I have seen are the reactions. You know, that's how a lot of these things happen is, is that you don't actually see what people are talking about, but you see people reacting to what they're talking about. And then you react to those reactions. And I'm laughing, but that's exactly what I'm about to do here because it's the reactions that are bothering me. 
Um, I don't care about the ad. Like, I, I, I don't care. So, um, I guess Kid Rock made a video shooting Bud Light cans. And um, I saw today uh, on TikTok, I saw some day some guy, he took uh, uh, he what appeared to be a 12-pack of beer, an open 12-pack of beer uh, that he had already drank some, some Bud Lights, and he threw them outside. And I, it looked as though, I looked at the video real quick one time, but it looked as though there was one can left. <laughs> and this guy, he, he, he throws it out, throws it up against his truck. The one can rolls out, and he rolls over that one can of beer. So, by my math, you had already put 11 cans uh, of Bud Light in your body, but you're going to throw this one this one can left and, and and throw a picture on social media. I'm sorry, throw a video up on social media to make a statement. Um, but, like, the shooting thing is, it's beyond stupid. And, and I don't understand it. Um, and maybe I'm just not able to understand it because I'm just not a hateful person. Maybe maybe that's my thing. But what can make you so hateful, so angry, <laughs> that it makes you want to shoot beer cans in response? Now, look, I just got done talking about Donald Trump. And if you know me, and even if you don't know me and you're listening to this episode of this podcast, it's probably pretty obvious and plain to see that I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. And, and look, if Donald Trump was a spokesperson for a brand, um, I like Snickers. It's a problem. I, I like Snickers a lot. And let's say Donald Trump got a sponsorship deal with Snickers. Now, I don't have any Snickers in the house. so. If Donald Trump were the, were the spokesperson for Snickers, would I go to the store and buy Snickers, shoot it, or or, or burn it? Um, no. Like, if Donald Trump became your spokesperson, I'm probably just not going to support your, your organization, your brand, whatever the case may be. That's my choice with, with how I spend my money. I'm a big believer in that. You vote with your dollars. Okay. But let's say he got a sponsorship. I use Snickers because I like Snickers. But let's say he got a sponsorship with Hanes. Okay. All right. I am not going to go and grab my draws and go burn them because he got a sponsorship with Hanes. Like, that's that's dumb. First off, those are my draws. Like, if I burn them, I just got to go buy some new ones. That's just, it's a dumb Thing to do. Um, and I did happen to see, I think this was Saturday, um, I saw, I end up just following down a chain, a rabbit hole, ended up finding a very hateful group on Facebook. It was a public hateful group. Um, and It was embarrassing. 
You know, and that's something I was thinking about the other day. Is, you know, I'm, I'm 36. I'll be 37 soon. And when I see people say hateful stuff towards the LGBTQ community, especially when I see black people say hateful stuff towards that community, like, I don't get mad. I don't get irritated. I don't get annoyed. I don't, I don't get frustrated. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. And I think that's really the best way to, 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 to describe it. And, and when I, if I don't know who you are, like, I'll just remove you, right? You know, um, I, I've got some people that, you know, it, in getting into the podcasting um, space, you know, where I've, I've made some friends and, you know, some virtual friends and, and, you know, created plans for future partnerships and things of that nature. And like, you know, if people get comfortable and you see the stuff that they say and the stuff that they do. And it's just like, nope, like, I'm out. I'm out. Like, if I don't know who you are, like, it's just. I don't even want to, like, go back at you. And I think it's just the season of, that I'm in in my life because I'm the kind of person where I will speak up and, and say what I think. I mean, that's why we have a podcast in the first place, right? I'll speak up. I'll say what I think. Um, and and I don't I, – I try to be respectful when I do it. I try not to go at people. Um, try not to – I don't insult people or anything like that. Now, if it's my people – like, I've got this one friend who, I'm not going to say his name, but I've got this one friend, and he'll say some things, and it's just like, oh, why are you this way? Why are you so cringe? Why are you so ignorant? And every time, I'll be like, no, you you need to you need to do this. And, and, and what's always interesting is, is that, like, he and I have the relationship that we, we've known each other so long, we're going on. Um, oh man, I didn't think about it, but me and this guy have been friends for 20 years. And so like we we've known each other so long that like I can see it where I'll say something to him and he'll be like, Oh, I didn't think about it like this. This makes sense. This doesn't this I didn't think about it this way. This is a good perspective. But then people who other people who may amplify ignorance. Um, they'll say, no, you need to think about it like this, think about it like this. And like, it's kind of like this, this, this push and pull. Whereas, because while I, like I said, I've known this guy for 20 years, I haven't seen him in person in 10 years easily, maybe a little bit more. Um, but the point that I'm making is, is that because I'm not an, an everyday part or regular part of his day-to-day -day physical life. It's like, I don't get to have as much of an impact on the way that he thinks about these things as some others. And I'm not saying that like he needs to listen to me. I'm not saying that I'm always right. But what I'm saying is, is that, and this is probably, probably a, a lesson on on influence um, that I didn't necessarily plan on talking about, but 
like I have the the impact because of who I am, but because I'm not there day to day, week to week, month to month, it's like it fades and it falls back into these bad these bad thoughts. And I think that's probably I mean, ignorance, you know, there's a verse in the Bible that says iron sharpens iron. Um, and I always think about it as you're going to be molded by the kind of people that you're around. So when you are around people that are hateful, that are ignorant, that are, you know, whatever, it's easier to just fall in that same in that same path. Um, I did not plan on talking about that at all. That was literally just all off the cuff. Um, but you know, it, it's not okay. Um, and I just don't understand when it going back to, you know, black people being ignorant. Um, I'm not saying all black people are ignorant, obviously, but when I see people being ignorant who just so happen to be black, you know, it's embarrassing because I don't understand how you can treat someone, how you can see someone get treated with hatred and think it's okay based on the circumstances or the reasons why that they're, that they're being mistreated. You know, it, it's not okay. Right. And those of you that know me, you know that I've, I've, I've grown up in church, you know, my whole life. And, you know, I'm not looking to preach, but Hebrews 12 and 14, for those that might want to say, oh, it's, it's, you know, the LGBT, you know, it's, it's a sin to be gay or trans or whatever, which number one, like, there's nothing in the Bible that says that, number one. But but specifically, Hebrews 12 and 14 says, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. And again, I'm not here to preach, but that first part says, make every effort to live in peace with everyone. So to me, when I hear live in peace with everyone, I think that mistreating the LGBTQ community is just as bad as a rally for white nationalism in Charlottesville. I think that it's just as bad as people cheering for Colin Kaepernick to lose his career because he kneeled for the flag, because he felt that the flag didn't adequately adequately represent what it says it stands for. So it's not okay. Um, no hatred is okay ever. Period. And that's really all I have to say about that. You know, a big piece of it is, and this is going to 
have to be another episode, possibly the next episode. But it's about this anti-wokeism movement. And the thing about it is that the people that are anti-woke don't really even know what it means. Because if you knew what it meant to be woke, I've said it before. I believe that most people are good. Most people have good intentions. And if you really knew and understood what it meant to be woke, you wouldn't be anti-woke. You simply wouldn't be. Some of you would, but most people wouldn't. Um, I'm going to land a plane there today. We'll, we'll probably get more into that uh, on the next episode. Um, you guys tell me what you think. And if you like what, what we do or, or what I do here, <laughs> um, you know, leave us a five-star rating. Write a review if we've earned it on your podcast app. Share the show with a friend. And follow me on social media, Brad Robinson, 1986. Uh, everywhere. Um, I'm sorry, everywhere except Twitter. On Twitter is Brad Robinson, 86. Twitter won't let me be great. But follow uh, me. Share the show with a friend. And I will see you guys next week. Thank you.